0: On, on this, this episode. episode of jr the p this is an article about tilda swinton and her stance on covid 19 protocol masks in particular so there's an article from uh, foxnews.com tilda swinton is done with covid mandates i'm not wearing a mask At the 2023 South by Southwest Festival, Swinton clarified she would not be following a COVID mask protocol implemented on the set of her next project. So, while I definitely don't like to shy away from, uh, you know, what's on my comedic mind, sometimes I do have to make exceptions. Because this Tilda Swinton, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, she's a pretty lady. And, you know, she's definitely some people's type. I think she's, you know, slim, slender, pretty in the face, bit androgynous, you know, kind of like a David Bowie looking type, you know what I mean? If you go for that type of thing. So congratulations, Tilda. And um, I want to sing your praises. And in the future, I'm going to make fun of you even more. But today, I'm just going to let it slide because of your stance. God bless you. Keep on rocking in the free world. Chris Rock selective outrage it was a master work you know it was a work done by a master it's required viewing for anyone who's into stand-up comedy it was a great illustration of the trappings of fame and it was a good reminder to me and a bit of a head scratcher for me too to like you're looking at this whole will smith chris rock situation this entanglement and it's just so nonsensical how could something like that even happen Keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth Wagwan what's happening It's your old chuckle buddy Guess who Jonathan James Ramcharan, Reporting live for duty On this magnificent March 21st In the year of our lord 2023. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan the podcast. Oh hey folks, how you doing? If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramcharan the podcast that is, this is a show where I gob gab, squawk and blab about myself in order to relate to y'all self. Y'all the dear listener. Y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. Yeah, to be your best friend forever you're gonna will me your uh you know entire life savings here on the show we talk current events you know i ain't sh- shy to do a little politicking run my yap about you know these dickheads that are running the world you know i'll, I'll go after these fucks someone's got to Then again, most people do, you know, online these days. Everyone's got an opinion. It's like an asshole. And who doesn't like an asshole? Some people love them, But anyways, you know, I don't shy away from getting political. Do a little politicking. We talk politics, current events, entertainment, the Times of the Times, the whole wackadoo, the whole enchilada, the whole kit and caboodle, folks. You can't go wrong. yes. The show, Jonathan Ramcharan the Podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, Janathan, pronounced Janathan, janathan ramcharan.com. Or JuanitoRamcharan.com if you're a Hispanic type of a motherfucker, you enchilada eating motherfucker. Yes. And if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know it truly is. For some reason, I felt like giving a thumbs up, so fuck it. Sharing's caring, folks. We're doing it for the kids. Yes. So, um... Some interesting entertainment type of news that I want to speak about today. So something recently that uh, crept up in the news cycle, um, various Hollywood stars, famous actors, are starting to speak out against um, COVID-19 overreach protocol. There's differing opinions. There's no clear-cut case of what the fuck it even really means. All these uh, shenanigans we've been hoodwinked and, you know, hounded with the past uh, few years now, coming up past three years, you know? So, um, you know, I spoke about all Woody Harrelson, you know, you know, uh, you know, you got some kind of insinuation about how my wife's pussy must smell like Russ? That's a little quote, little quote from Woody Harrelson, circa True Detective. You got some kind of percolation about how my wife's pussy must smell like Russ? They called him the tax man. He was a very dour type motherfucker. Anyway, I, went up, I spoke about Woody Harrelson and his wonderful SNL monologue recently, you know, poking fun at COVID-19 measures and protocol, the latest starlet to stand up and show some bravery regarding these times is none other than the famous British actress, Tilda Swinton. This is an article about Tilda Swinton and her stance on COVID-19 protocol. Masks in particular. So there's an article from uh, foxnews.com. Tilda Swinton is done with COVID mandates. I'm not wearing a mask. At the 2023 South by Southwest Festival, Swinton clarified she would not be following a COVID mask protocol implemented on the set of her next project. British actress Tilda Swinton is adamant she will not wear a mask on the set of her new project, despite being asked to do so. I'm actually just about to start shooting a picture in Ireland, and I was told, full disclosure, and I'm sure this is being recorded. People in Ireland might hear it. To wear a mask at all times, she revealed, while giving the keynote address at the 2023 South by Southwest Festival. And I'm not wearing a mask, because I'm super healthy, and I've had COVID so many times, and I'm so full of antibodies, and I have faith, she revealed, to her, she revealed, of her decision. God bless her. Keep the faith, honey. But it's very nice to see your faces unmasked, the 62-year-old told the Texas audience, Swinton, who previously spoke of her affinity for cinema nine years ago at the festival, revealed that the pandemic had only amplified the film industry. In many ways, I feel more than ever that cinema is ever more magic and carpet-like. Carpet-like. She said, referencing remarks years prior, that cinema is magic carpet-like. I mean, there's room there for a horrific... Um, LGBTQ joke, but I will refrain in honor of uh, the higher calling of this article. You got to stand up for your rights. We've had different, not battles, but challenges. Let's say... That euphemism for battle, we've had different challenges in the last few years, particularly and some of them are lingering around people's belief in sitting in big spaces, she said, of the pandemic's impact on the industry. Look at you. I bet none of you are wearing masks as well. I mean, who knew that was going to be possible? She asked. I mean, in Texas, did people wear masks? I have to ask, she provokingly told the audience. She was met with a room full of laughs. Nothing uh, is funnier than the truth, you know, as they say. I don't know, she added. It's a wide world and people do things differently all over the place. A couple years ago, we couldn't imagine sitting in a room like this, could we? And we would did Wonder. I did. I wondered how long it would be before the time we would be able to. And I did. I did have a concern that those who thought that sitting in a big place to look at a big screen with a bit obsolete would kind of gain traction and that would just tip it over the edge and people would just forget the power of the magic carpet. She said of the cinema withering away amidst the pandemic, but then the magical thing happened. You know, you asked anybody what they really missed during the pandemic, and they said the same things. They said friends, family, live music, cinema. Those were the only things people missed. And a bit of travel as well, she pontificated. And then I thought, this is one good thing about the pandemic. It's making people, you know, naysay... The people who said cinema was on the way out. It's given it a bit of a boost. Swinton is promoting her new film, Problemista, at the festival. So that's an article from foxnews.com. Tilda Swinton, um, a brave actress, standing up for her... um, Her belief, um, standing up for her, for her own personal health choices and, you know, being a leader, using her social platform to inspire others to do the same. I applaud you, Tilda Swinton. And, uh, I'm definitely gonna be showing some more interest in her work. Um, she won Best Supporting Actress for the film, uh, Michael Clayton, starring, uh, George Clooney, she won Best Supporting Actress, so I definitely have to check that out, I've been meaning to see it, and you know, this has kind of sparked some of my interest in her work, so I'm excited to see that. And you know, um, this is actually um, saying something. Now as you may or may not know, here at Jonathan on the podcast, I'm a bit of a low-life degenerate, foul-mouthed comedian. So it's right up my alley to be insulting, um, you know, just like a deadbeat kind of a... Well, I wouldn't call myself a troll, but I mean, in this pussified day and age of fucking woke, fucking wet blanket, bedwetting bitches and bureaucracy, you can't say a damn thing without somebody fucking getting titty twisted and, you know, screaming bloody murder because you want to make a fucking lousy gag. You know, it's it's hard out here for a pimp, you know what I mean? So... Well, I definitely don't like to shy away from, uh, you know, what's on my comedic mind, sometimes I do have to make exceptions because this Tilda Swinton, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, she's a pretty lady and, you know, she's definitely some people's type. I think she's, you know, slim, slender, pretty in the face, bit androgynous, you know, kind of like a David Bowie looking type, you know what I mean, if you go for that type of thing. Ground control to Major Tom. Six, five, seven. Commencing countdown engines on. Two, five, four. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom. Five, nine, seven take ignition, and may God's love be with you, ground control to Major Tom, I'm not wearing my mask, and I'm floating in a most peculiar way, you know, if you go for that Ziggy Stardust and the fucking spider monkeys from Mars fucking look, you know what I mean, or whatever the fuck, like, she might be your type, and, you know, I mean, she's slim, slender, pretty in the face, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, and, you know, it's really hard on me to not have to, you know, chop into it a bit, and make some, you know, foul mouth jokes, and, oh, look how she looks, or whatever, I mean, you know, I mean, look at me, I'm not exactly everyone's catch, you know, kind of a comical bug-eyed looking motherfucker bell pepper nose as uh cat williams would say you know got that greasy black bell pepper nose you know got the big old round nose big old bulging eyes and you know some chicks you know wouldn't touch me with a 10 foot pole other bitches are obsessed with me jonathan i love you oh my god you know i'm the kind of guy that a bitch get get obsessed over you know what i mean so you know it's just it's just the it's just the luck of the draw some some people are into your looks, some people aren't that's just the way it is with attractiveness so this tilda swinton i mean on one hand slim slender pretty in the face you know fine features on the other hand you know she's like an androgynistic alien david bowie like legolas type looking bitch like she looks like that motherfucker from the lord of the rings where am I in that fucking elf kingdom or whatever the fuck? Like, I be, you know, you'd be looking at her like, elves don't wear masks anyways, whatever. What, are you going to throw your little pixie dust in the air and like, or whatever the fuck? Legolas? I was like, that bitch, Orlando Bloom looking type, you know what I mean? So I really had to like, take it back a notch because I'm like, okay, well, you know, as much as I would like to make fun of this woman goofy hairstyles have you ever seen a picture of her like you know she really goes out there like as much as i wanted to make fun of her i'm like well you know i have to respect the stance you gotta respect a person in this time in this day and age who stands up for um you know personal autonomy democracy um you know which protects us all you know You never know when the long arm of the law, the machine, you know, when that dictatorial hand is going to come crushing down on you over some view that you have. That's why we need to be democratic and respectful of others. I mean, it's a no-brainer, really. No matter how Ziggy Stardust looking and fucked up and Lord of the Ring looking a motherfucker is, you know, give her a break. She did win Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress for Michael Clayton, you know. And I'm going to go see that movie. Well, I'm not going to go see it. It's not in theaters anymore. But I'm going to buy it or, you know, buy it or stream it on Netflix or wherever. Actually, it's not on Netflix. I already looked. i have to buy it. That's how um, much her stance has touched me. It's inspired me to go buy a film that she won Best Supporting Actress in. God bless you, Tilda Swinton. But, I mean, on one hand, too, I feel a little like... Afraid for her. Because, I mean, she's a real, like, you know, it's like, like I said, different strokes for different folks. Don't go bedwetting. I mean, on one hand, here I am, black guy, bell pepper nose, bug-eyed looking motherfucker. You know, dark as midnight. She's like this fucking pale-faced, fucking androgynous looking alien being. It's like, on one hand, I'm proud of her for taking that stance. But on the other hand, I'm like, no, Tilda, don't do it tilda no don't don't like don't take the mask off because like she's pale as fuck like does she have like a vitamin d deficiency you say you malnutrition and need a vitamin d and invited me to that tingles in your spine does that bitch got a fucking vitamin d deficiency like the sun molecule isn't vitamin d from the sun it's like when was the last time a ray of sun crossed that forehead of hers you know what i mean it's like tilda no don't do it tilda no no keep the mask on no Bitch, you are sun depraved. Don't do it. No. You know she's pale as fuck. You know what I mean. So. You know, and I'm trying to extend that olive branch because she seems like a actress, sensitive, loving type. And you know, sh- should she catch wind of this? Oh my god. Well, okay. So you're a skinny, androgynous, Ziggy Stardust looking type motherfucker, and I'm a dark skinned Scooby Doo looking fuck. <laughs> Whoa, like, you know, bug-eyed fucking bell pepper. No, like everyone looks different. Different strokes for different folks. I, you know, some bitches can't stand me. Some bitches are obsessed with me. Same thing with Tilda. You know, like some dudes are into that real thin fucking gaunt. Pale as fucking a platypus. Platypuses aren't quite pale. Pla- pale as a fucking penguin. Pale as a polar bear, you know. <clears throat> You know, bitches pale as a polar bear type look, you know what I mean? Like, some dudes are into that skinny, androgynous, Ziggy Stardust looking, you know, like goless from fucking Lord of the Rings type look. Some dudes are into that, you know? Some dudes aren't, you know what I mean? Same thing with me. Okay, some bitches are into fucking low-life, degenerate comics that look like fucking... Ew- you know, somebody once told me I look like an Ewok... You know what I mean? From Star Wars? So, you mean, like, some bitches aren't Ewok-looking motherfuckers that are hilarious. Some bitches aren't. You know what I mean? Like, let's not get all twisted in a pretzel about it. So, congratulations, Tilda. And um, I want to sing your praises. And in the future, I'm going to make fun of you even more. But today, I'm just going to let it slide because of your stance. God bless you. Keep on rocking in the free world. All right? Quick sip of water, boss. Don't mind me, boss. She ain't a bad looking chick, you know what I mean? She ain't. I remember once I knew this lady. <clears throat> um, she looked kind of similar, kind of a slender, slim type, pretty in the face, kind of short haircut. Looked very similar to Tilda. And I don't know, man. I think she had a thing for me. You know, I uh, I kind of knew her in some sort of social setting. And then slowly but surely, hi, Jonathan. Hey. She like come creeping up on me, talking at me. i was like, why is this chick talking at me? Then she had like this mental, like, I mean, I don't know if he was mental or not, but he seemed very jealous. Like the second she said hi to me, her boyfriend's like, oh, huh? hey, how's it going, Jonathan? And like introducing himself to me, talking at me. He's like, chill, man. I don't want your androgynous woman. All right? Calm down. Anyway. alrighty, Moving right along here. Yes. Chris Rock. Selective outrage. Yeah. This special um, dropped on Netflix... It was streamed live and then it dropped on Netflix. It was the long-awaited special from Chris Rock post the infamous KEEP MY WIFE'S NAME OUT YOUR motherfucking MOUTH! You know? Hashtag Oscar's so fucking jiggy with it. Like, yo... Chris dropped it. It was, in my opinion, a master work. I wouldn't call it a masterpiece. I mean, it was a master work. You know, it was a work done by a master. It's required viewing for anyone who's into stand-up comedy. Just due to the uh, pop culture significance of the Oscar slap, Will Smith, nominated for an Oscar, A-list actor, accolades up the wazoo, storms on stage at the, I guess, the 2022 Oscars, slaps Chris Rock in the face for making some stupid cornball joke about his (laughs) bald-headed wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. You know, some lame-ass little passing joke. It's almost like a street joke, I remember being in like, I mean, like that movie came out a long time ago, G.I. J. And that movie came out when I was like in, I was in like grade six when that movie came out. I remember being in grade six. You know, we used to think it was funny. Like we saw the movie, and there was a line in the movie that I thought was so funny. Um, Viggo Mortensen, you know, he plays like the, the drill instructor. You know, the thing about pain is, lets you know you're not dead yet. I used to think that was a funny line. You know, the thing about pain is lets you know you're not dead yet. He, like, stoops down and says that over, like, G.I. Jane's face while she's in the mud doing push-ups. Like, that movie came out, like, 1995? 96 or some shit? 1996, that movie came out? 96, 97? And... It's like... Will Smith storms the stage and slaps Chris Rock over some petty little joke... That no one even gave a shit about, you know what I mean? I mean, well, obviously his wife did. He did. But I mean, it's just, it was just so odd. Right? Well, selective outrage. Chris uh, goes in on uh, Will um, goes in hard, um, not as hard as he could have, but, I mean, to my, to my opinion, he went hard, he made the point, he said, you know, you know, spoiler alert, one of the jokes was, um, yeah, we've all been cheated on, we all understand that, getting cheated on, we all understand that, but how many motherfuckers been, interviewed by the motherfucker that cheated on them. So, tell me how you felt when I sucked another man's dick. You know, it's pretty hard. (laughs) You know, on a platform like Netflix where the whole world's watching, (laughs) interview question from his wife, So, how did you feel when I sucked another man's dick? It's pretty hard, right? Mm, You know, and he goes into the whole thing about how aptly titled Selective Outrage, uh, Will Smith exhibited Selective Outrage. You know, like Chris Rock is obviously not the physical stature of Will Smith. Will Smith is a tall, muscular... Dude, Chris Rock is, you know, probably of average height and slender. You know what I mean? And, you know, going up there, throwing your weight around selectively, as Chris pointed out. You know, he said something like, "Doubt you'd be doing that if Fitty was up here. You know, Fitty Cent. Don't you be doing that if that was Fitty up here. And, um, you know, it was a master work by a master comedian. It's definitely required viewing if you're into stand-up comedy. uh, Just by the the sheer fact that it's a Chris Rock special and also by the cultural significance of everything surrounding the moment of the infamous slap. Um, It's confusing, though. Like... For a guy like me, from like my perspective, like I'm a Will Smith fan. You know what I mean? And the tragic thing is like after Will did that, um, he goes on to win best actor for King Richard. His latest film that came out, Emancipation, epic, epic. It was a great film by Antoine Fuqua, director of like Training Day. Um, Yeah. Emancipation. He plays... um, Will Smith plays this based loosely on a true story or on a true story. There's like an infamous photo of a whipped slave. Slave that has all his whips across his back. And this is based loosely on a true story or on a true story. Um this, this runaway slave, basically, and he goes and he fights uh, with, you know, he fights in the Civil War, I'm not an American, I don't know what the fuck, the, what was it, the Civil War of whatever the fuck, you know, the big war, the, you know, the, the North and the South, all right, so he goes and he fights in the war, and he's a runaway slave, and it's, it's, it's an intense film, And it's beautifully shot. Big battle scenes. A gritty type of cinema photography. A lot of interesting shots with like drone. I guess they would have done it by drone. Or maybe like some kind of zip line pulley system. But a lot of like these tracking drone shots. A very interesting kind of gritty black and white sepia kind of look. Phenomenal acting. Like Will Smith like... He did a great performance. He played like this, I guess, like this, uh, this Haitian slave. And the accent was good. It wasn't corny. You know, like a lot of times, oh, Hello, my name is Wantanto. I want to get home to Africa. I, uh, oh, I, my name is Azibo. I'm from Africa. I, the land of the zebra. Like, you know, when North American black guys do African accent—it's eh, just so fucking corny. Oh, azobe, ah, my Like it's so dumb, right? Like when a North American black, like myself or whoever, does like a African accent, like give me a break. Can you get any fucking lamer than that, right? But Will Smith—he drops this Haitian kind of Creole, Haitian, Baton Rouge type of accent that was kind of nuanced and very like it really like you just bought it you totally bought into it it wasn't corny it wasn't cheesy you bought the accent you bought the character you 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 brought into this world of f- horrendous human suffering and then the triumph of the human spirit what the man did for his family to be with his family. And Ben Foster, I believe his name is, the act he's an actor. He played like uh, I guess like the I guess not the plantation but like I guess the chain gang boss, the the headmaster. Just a real fucking evil dude. Did a great performance as well emancipation great film it's so confusing it's like that could have been the story for will you know he goes and he wins best actor king richard followed by an amazing film emancipation shit in all honesty he 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 should be nominated again who knows he might even be nominated uh, in this 2023 season or whatever this upcoming season for uh, emancipation. I don't know. Maybe he will, maybe he won't, but it was a great tour de force performance. And it's so strange being in my position. Like, this isn't the obvious outlook, but at least it's my outlook. I'm an actor, I'm a comic. And I'm watching two of the greatest actors and comics of our time Will Smith, Chris Rock embroiled in this situation, I guess, however it started, well, it started, you know? As much as I think it was wrong, 100% wrong, and and as much as I agree with Chris Rock's stance, I mean, he spit it on the special, Selective Outrage. He talks about how Jada, that (laughs) bald-headed like how she basically, eh, you know, I'm letting words fly here, Uh, ain't in my damn business. But, um, well, no, basically what I'm trying to say is like, I'll speak on it if I want to, because like it is in the public domain, like that, that fucking red talk table, what a fucked up show, whatever the fuck sparked the interest in that fucking production, like whatever the fuck they thought were, they were thinking to do something like that was ridiculous. But, I mean, I don't have to be so crass and be calling her a B-word and all that stuff. I mean, what's the point? You know what I mean? But, I mean, she was definitely a ridiculous person with that fucking Red Talk table. Come on. Who the fuck would air something like that, right? If, you, if you've seen it, the Red Talk table talk or whatever the fuck, that stupid podcast of hers, she, she got Will on there interviewing him, saying all this crap. I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, Yo, is that? Here comes the in black. Won't let you remember. Now the good guys dressed in black remember that. case we meet face to face and make contact. Go by me, M-I-B. It's what you think you saw but you did not see. I'm like, is that my motherfucking childhood hero? Getting dogged out by his wife? (laughs) Like a fool? Like a puppet? I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm just like... Is that the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Is that Big Willie style getting jiggy with it? na 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 Summertime. Miami. Going to Miami. I'm a emo, I'm a yummy. Dancing in the sunny when the heat is on. All night on the beach till the break of dawn. You're just looking at this, you're like, what in the fuck is this? Is that I Am Legend up there? <laughs> Is that Ali? Is that Independence Day? Like, what in the fuck is this? And, you know, you'd be watching this. And from my position, like, it's like, you know how many actors would love to have one-tenth of what Will Smith has accomplished? Black or white? Asian... Indian, whatever type, like any actor of any creed, you know how many of them would love to have one-tenth of the success? And then as a comedian, you know how many comedians would, ha- would want to have one-tenth of the success of a Chris Rock? Epic, legendary specials, HBO specials galore, going down in history as one of the greatest comics to ever do it? Film directing, starring in films, Saturday Night Live, his own television series, or his own television show, uh, interview show, Chris Rock, late show, or am sorry, whatever it was called, what whatever it was called, um, I can't recall offhand, he had like a late night show where, you know, he had like, he interviewed some big names, Prince, uh, George Carlin, I remember seeing those ones, Prince, George Carlin, you know, um and you know an, uh, a legendary career. You know, here I am as a podcaster right now. Most comics do podcasts to up their profile in the comedy game. They would any comic doing a podcast would love to have a Chris Rock career. Um, I'm going to an acting class. Later in the week, like on Saturday this weekend, I'm going to an acting class to, you know, keep my chops fresh. You know how many actors in there would love to have a Will Smith career? It's like so I look at this whole situation, it's like, is that what there is to look forward to? More money, more problems. You know? Like how is that enviable? Like as a comic to get slapped publicly? on a huge platform like the Oscars, made a fool of, and then have people be like, you know, clamoring to see what you, what your response is. And then you just what a negative cycle of, you know, a whole year he had to spend coming up with these jokes. Yes, he got paid for it. Yes, there was a lot of attention from it. But uh, who wants to create from that place, a, a place of anger and I guess a lot of times comedy comes from there anyway, but you would never want to... Who would want that? It's not like he wanted that situation, obviously. He didn't need it. You know, he's a master comic. You don't need somebody to come up and slap him in the face to give him material. Like, come on. Right? Nobody would want that. And then from Will Smith's angle, it's like, is that what I'm striving for? Bust my ass to try to get some attention? oh my God, what if, from the glory of God, I'm nominated for an Oscar someday? And then what? Like, is that what it's about? Just to get get to the height of your career and then crumble under pressure over just nonsense? Like, think about how many, think about the pressure of a dude like Will Smith. You got motherfuckers coming at you from every which angle. Like, think about, think about when you're a mogul icon like a Will Smith, how many people are on you? How many people are just siphoning money from you, taking you for granted, playing games with you? Like, think about it. He probably hires a guy full time, like a money manager, an account watcher, just to watch the amount of money that's being siphoned from him. It's like, I'm making so much money, I have to hire somebody to monitor my money. Like, to monitor the monitor of my money. Like, think about how many people are, you know, you buy a car. Now you need a mechanic. Now you need a garage. Now, look, all these things that come with, you know, the things you own wind up owning you. The bigger you get, the more the eyes are on you. The tentacles And oddly enough, I've spoken to people who actually agreed. Oddly enough, like some, like I mean, it's not as cut and dry as you may think. Like I see it as just like, yo, Will lost his mind temporarily. He just lost his temper, and that was ridiculous. There's no way he should have acted that way. There's actually people who are like, well, as crazy it may seem, it it makes sense. You know, you you dissing the man's wife publicly and. You know, a lot of, like, even for myself, like, I would never do a thing like that. I'm not that way now. But I remember a time when a woman, there was a woman that I was seeing, and she had me in a place like that, not like a murderous rampage where I'm going to go slap a motherfucker on national television, international television, but like, she had that emotional control where I was just, you know, she didn't even ask for it. She just played me like a fiddle, basically. You know the, the highs and the lows, right? A lot of dudes actually can relate to that. It's like as crazy as it is, crazy as it is. There's a lot of dudes who are like, well, I, they understand where Will Will was coming from. And I'll check. And I'll top it off with this: like, um, there's a new. I don't know if, I think it's new. New Netflix uh, documentary. Um, It's called The Hatchet Hitchhiker. The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. The shocking documentary chronicles a happy-go-lucky nomad's Nomad's ascent to viral stardom and the steep downward spiral that resulted in his imprisonment. So it's this documentary about this dude who like, he he intervenes in some sort of assault. He steps forward to intervene during an assault and then he becomes like a viral sensation, some sort of viral legend, a folklore hero. This hatchet-wielding hitchhiker. And it totally depicts fame. You know, the rise from obscurity to the public-loving, the public adoration, and then the downward spiral that came with it. And just that, how fickle and nonsensical the trapping of fame is and that's why it was a great illustration of the trappings of fame and it was a good reminder to me and a bit of a head scratcher for me too to like you're looking at this whole Will Smith, Chris Rock situation this entanglement and it's just so nonsensical how could something like that even happen? you know? It's the same reason, it's the same sense of like, well, how did the Beatles break up? Like, you would think that four motherfucking blokes from Liverpool, wherever the hell they're from, you know, four blokes from Liverpool or London, or I think Liverpool, right? They're from, you know, London, England. They're from England, anyway. Four blokes from England rise to superstardom. The world at their feet. How born to make music, and making music. How the fuck does that band break up? How did things get so bad that they had to split up? That's fame. That's fame. Fame isn't winning an award and trumpeting it around on your shoulders. Uh, I want a fucking golden man statue. Fame is... Actually, I can't define what fame is. I don't know. I never experienced it. But it... It's a bit of a noggin scratcher. You have to admit, it's a bit of a noggin scratcher. So, you know, um, I'm still left confused. Confused. I'm still left confused because it's like they seemingly have it all yet they seemingly they seemingly are miserable because like even in the Chris Rock's special there's a lot of stuff he's speaking about and it's very funny but it's just also like it's very much still the trappings of fame. Like I mean I don't know if he made a point to emphasize that. I don't know if it's like a theme of the well I wouldn't call it a theme of the special but there's many instances when he's talking about his life and just it's almost like a trapping of fame like just some of the situations the dating the family and then also the career you know all the stuff that happened with Will Smith and the entanglement anyway a master work done by a master comedian. Required viewing for anyone who's into stand-up comedy and um, required viewing for um, anyone interested in, you know, American pop culture, for sure. Chris Rock, selective outrage. Um, God bless you, Chris. God bless you, Will. May you two go on and continue to be the icons you are. Um, that's all I have to say. Well, that about does it for another episode of Jonathan Rampton the Podcast. Certainly have enjoyed your, well, I don't know if I enjoyed it. It's, this is kind of, um, it's not like I'm watching you in real time to enjoy you. What I want to say is I want to thank you. For um, watching, <laughs> bit of a mouthful. Thank you for watching. Is what I meant to say. Very much enjoy your support. Till next time, folks. Hallelujah. Joel, chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran. Signing off from duty on this magnificent march. 21st in the year of our Lord, 2023. Tilda Swinton, keeping it real. Standing up against them mask mandates. God bless her. Chris Rock, Selective Outrage. Yeah. A masterwork by a master comedian. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, gianathan ramcharancom And as always, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks, you live it, you love it, you realize it. A'ight? Peace.